0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Project Purple podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we're back in the podcast studio here at the home office. And this is another special episode of COVID-19. And on today's podcast is a familiar name and a guest that's been on the podcast many times, our running coach, John Hunterkamp. John, how are you?
1: Hey Dino, good to have, good to be on, good to uh, hear your voice and uh, stay connected and uh, thanks for including me on this on this episode.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to have you, John, and for our audience listening home. So we are recording this on Wednesday, March 18th and what we would like to do today is we're going to talk to John and myself with you guys here and talk a little bit about running and how running has changed and some of the things you should be doing that we recommend uh, per the guidelines, and then some things that you could be doing and just kind of give everyone an idea. I mean, this is a very fluid time in our history of the world, not even uh, the United States, but the world here that that we're seeing here with the COVID-19 virus outbreak, but we just thought it would be special to, uh, have John on the podcast since our community is largely made up of runners and talk a little bit about what people you know should be doing like I said and and what they could be possibly doing and give you guys some ideas and share some thoughts and and tips from uh, our expert here in the running scene. So with that John, my first question for you here is Given the current guidelines, and again, we, I preface this, this is on March 18th, and this will air in a couple of, uh, probably about 10 days here. Things may change, and they may change quickly, but given today what we know, what's kind of recommended for our runners in terms of getting outside and, and running, the do's and don'ts?
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's it's been amazing to see this kind of almost each day totally change, going from, oh, we'll just cancel one race to boston and london marathon being moved to the fall um you know a lot of us were training i was coaching project purple runners for the nyc half and you know it was a bummer to get that canceled but i think very quickly after finding out that it was canceled the nba being canceled and it just kind of was like every day you know ncaa finally coming around and just like wow this is definitely a perspective check and and so it and even beyond the races you know a lot of group runs, all group runs that I know of that I'm a part of have been canceled. So I think definitely people are if they initially were upset because they're maybe need to get a refund or, or lose their they just trained for this race, it's like oh, this is the right thing to do. But even just, um, I was talking to someone from Runner's World the other day because they were talking to me about this, and I said I'd rather have one race canceled and postponed. And running as a whole get you know taken away and luckily to date March you know March 18th is you know you can go out and run you can get outside and walk the fresh air is is good for you getting some sunshine is obviously good for multiple reasons all the time especially now and when we're all cooped up a lot of us are not used to working from home and now have to work from home I'm someone who works from home a lot so I'm kind of used to it but um, a lot of us have our kids home now and you're dealing with you know, trying to figure it balance out their their school programming and, and your own workload. And so it's just a big change and you know, it get, tell people to give themselves um a little time to adjust. You know, you're not gonna be the best teacher at home all of a sudden. I know your your wife's a teacher, so she probably yeah. has a a little uh, ahead of the curve on <laughs> maybe managing some of that with your kids. but I,
0: I don't know observe. with everything that's happening, John. That, that's, a, that's a loaded question right now, even yes, for the, no. the teaching community. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, this is unprecedented. But I I, under, I I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, I think teachers do have a leg up, right, in how to manage. But uh, it's, it's definitely a weird time <laughs> as a whole. And
1: I was out out running this morning. I did a virtual run on, on Instagram Live, rather, where I just invited people at 7 a.m., and went for a run and a lot of people are going for runs. It's just not going for group runs anymore. And I have a couple of standing weekly appointments that are canceled are now canceled. So, but I was able to do my Wednesday at 7am and some of my, People, uh, runners that come every week. I actually saw two of them in the park today in Prospect Park who, who I saw them check into my Facebook or Instagram Live rather and then saw them on the run and we just kind of waved. I actually interviewed one guy from afar. Um, but it, it was actually, I mean, just it gave me something to do that this morning where you, you, know, you take it for granted that the routine. Uh, so if you know, and obviously every day you're, you know, there's different news reports and it's definitely uncertain times, but you know, you hear a lot even just when normal times of you control what you can control. So currently you can control going out for a run by yourself. Obviously we want to be safe. If it's dark, you still want to do the runner safety protocol that we talked about a couple months ago uh, during runner safety awareness week. But, um, you know, luckily currently you still can get outside and walk. And even if they clamp down a little bit and there's curfews and stuff, Everything I've heard is that getting outside and running and walking and exercising and obviously doing grocery shopping, of course, is will still be allowed for a bit. And I think since we have that opportunity, it's just um, doing what you can and, and, and getting out there when you can. And and then obviously there's ways to be creative. Like, for example – I'm good friends with the people at November Project, and they are 52 cities, and their leaders, who usually lead workouts every Wednesday morning, are doing workouts on whether it's Zoom or Facebook Live or Instagram Live. In some cases, even here in New York, they're doing all three at once. So it's really important to connect when you can, even if it's over FaceTime or, or a platform like Zoom or WebEx, you know, X or something. But um, even just a few things i've done with this morning's run and even yesterday I had a couple of business calls where it was just nice to see some faces everyone's in their little cubby hole or their basement or their or their kitchen nook and they're getting some work done and it's so it's you know control what you can control and focus on what you can control and it's hard to say don't worry about things because it's very worrisome but you know right now we do have the um, it seems like i will definitely a luxury now that we can still get out and run as of today, and I think um, you know you don't have to go out and do a twenty miler of course, but it, it, I think getting that, having that kind of balance and kind of not just be cooped up inside all the time, is something to that we currently have access to. So I, you know, I see videos of people in Italy and they're doing jump jacks on their on their balconies, and which is great to see that them connecting that way, but. As of now, here in the States, we could still go out for a run. So I would say take advantage of that while we still have that opportunity. Hopefully, that doesn't change.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, I think, you know, for the audience listening at home, I mean, you know, one thing that is presently, you know, a testament to slowing this thing down is the social distancing, right? And so I think when people are going out there for runs, I think, you know, and, th- and I have a show note here, that, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe finding new routes, you know, because the, the, the other route that you use all the time is maybe too crowded or, or maybe, you know, variety, you know, will, will make you get out the door You know, as well. So, I I think those are some things, John, that we want to make sure our audience is aware of. You know, in terms of social distancing, and you know, I think I I saw a video over the weekend on Twitter, and and it was a track workout, but they had people. There were there were quite a few people, more than I think the the regulations state right now. Um, And clearly, this was from the weekend. So, you know, the regulations seem to be changing. Um, not daily, but I know there was new recommendations to go down to 10 from, uh, I think we started at like a hundred or two fifty here in Connecticut and then went to a hundred, then it went to 50 and then, you know, then they went to 10 and now they're, you know, all the restaurants and bars are closed, but you know, I, it was interesting on the track they were trying to set off runners and trying to keep the social distance as best as possible. Right. I mean, a track has, some tracks have six lanes, six lanes. Some of them have, I think 10 lanes, some tracks go up to. So, um, you know, they were trying to adhere to the social distancing rules. And I think our runners also need to be aware of that, you know, um, I guess this is not the time to start like a run group with strangers in your town or people that you even know in town. I, I think, you know, uh, You know, you can still meet up. I think you just want to make sure that you keep those social distancing rules, which I think they're saying, you know, six feet apart, um, because I think that's something that I think in order to stop this thing, we really kind of have to adhere to this, not just in bars and restaurants and on beaches in Florida, which seems to be a thing now um, down south, but, uh, you know, also working out and keeping everyone safe.
1: And I think I mean obviously there's lots of stats and figures and things, but one thing I did hear, which I think might have come out of some of the studies from China, which was the origin of this, um, was that like 86% of people that have it don't have any, don't know they have it, uh, you know, and that's the danger. If you have, you know, if you're, if you're coughing and you're sniffling, like I actually have been for a couple of weeks dealing with just like a you know bad seasonal cold. Um, I've naturally been staying inside, but I even heard someone on TV last night, who's pretty reputable. It's like, you almost, you're almost better off to assume you have it. And so, even if you have no symptoms, just assume you have it and stay away from people kind of thing. And that seemed to be like a pretty simple thing of, okay, well, if, you, if, if yeah, that, that seemed like a, a smarter tactic, not that, you know, obviously you still can live your life and do what you need to do, but if you assume you have it, you're going to, you're going to, you know, more likely to stay inside you know, and take sort of precautions. So like the 86% is a staggering number, even if it's not accurate, it's it's probably, even if it's 70%, it's still kind of, it was a kind of a thing that kind of hit me like, wow. And then the doctor last night saying, you yeah, know, just assume you have it and that can help. And that's, those are two things that I've been thinking about that are, you know, kind of like simple concepts. And I think um, both of those kind of really, stress how important it is to social distance and, and, and you're not spring breaking down in Florida, which seemed to be the case a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For, for a lot of people, John, I got a question for you and, and maybe a comment. I mean, I think this is kind of a unique time, clearly, as we said, uh, in the state of the world and what's going on. But, you know, I, I think sometimes as runners, like we're so regimented, right? Like we're, we stick to our routines. Uh, we have a plan. We're training for XYZ race, whether it's a half marathon, a marathon. And, you know, this day we're doing a tempo run. This way we're doing speed work. Uh, one day we're doing a long run. Isn't this kind of a cool time? And I say cool with air quotes here um, because I think this opportunity presents itself to try new routes or different types of workouts that you haven't maybe done. And and what, what I mean by that is, if you have the ability not everyone has the ability to, to access to these things, but I know here in Connecticut where we are, you know, um, there's a lot of trails. Um, and, and particularly, um, I think being on trails is really cool. It's a lot different than just grinding out on the, on the pat on the asphalt all the time, or, you know, getting your long mile runs in or your training runs there. And then also I would imagine now with school closures, uh, throughout the country that, um, you know, during the day, um, you know, most tracks are probably going to be open, um, again, using social distance here in both these examples. But those two areas might be something that, you know, may be a little bit different for our runners at home that are used to just grinding on pavement or driving, grinding out miles on a treadmill, maybe. Uh, but just kind of a thought there and, and what your thoughts were.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of parents, uh, for sure. Um, or, or, trying to infuse, you know, art class and math class, whatever, depending on what level they are. But there's a phys ed component, which obviously is good for your kids as well as yourself. And I'm, you know, I'm guessing most of us will have a little more flexibility and more free time at home since if we're working from home, it's not like we're working in the office where, where jam packed meetings and stuff. So my guess is that. You know, some some cases maybe people are busier, but for the most part, I feel like there's probably going to be more pockets of free time. And if you are trying to co-parent or co-teach your kids at the same time, getting out, going to a track, going to a park, um, you know, maybe letting them get some energy out in their visit. You know, even if it's making you know kind of in a fun relay where you you do a lap and that's part of the workout. Obviously, a friend of, of mine was at I sort of took a picture her, the Red Hook track and her two kids and her husband, there was no other people on the track. It was just them. And they were even like, the, the kids were like, you know, the family was, um it was a, there was an empty lane in between all of them. And they're obviously live together. So it's not like they're trying to social distance as much. But I think, you know, if you can be creative and getting your kids out there and then you're doing your own workout um, at the same time, I think it's efficient and also kind of checks the boxes for their health and wellness. And then also trying different things, um, yourself. Um, and even just being inside, I think a lot of runners, like personally, I'm, I'm guilty of it for sure is like, I don't do nearly as enough strength training as I should. And, you know, strength training, you could do, as you know, you could do a lot of body weight, you know, whether it's squats, it's lunges, um, planks, um, you know, put, if your kid's, you know, small enough, put them on their back and, you could do some push-ups with them on it, or this the creative ways where you can actually work on some strength that when you're just running, it's easy to skip. But if you're kind of a little stir crazy, you're forced to kind of be inside. You know, if you if you if you have an apartment complex and you want to do stairs, um, kids can do that obviously, and depending on their age. But I think it, it is an opportunity to be creative and then do things that you probably are easy to skip, like stretching. You know, yeah. you know yoga, meditation. These are things that are are parts of some people's training regimens but sometimes they're easy to skip and uh you know meditation might not sound like a lot but it, it could go a long way and then you get your kids and even i'm sure there's I mean, a lot of companies and resources are either free already, or they're are now free where you can do a lesson and you know there's jumping jacks or whatever app is out there where you can do it with your kids i think that would be a it's kind of a bonding experience and then there. are you're kind of um, a couple birds with one stone there, but uh, definitely an opportunity to, to be creative and try new things. Obviously, you're not gonna go to the gym and and try things because all these gyms are closed. But even one person was talking today in one of the groups I'm in. You know, be careful of. You know, sometimes there's these outdoor gyms where there's um you know pull up bars and stuff. Oh, yeah. So you probably don't want to use those because you don't mm-hmm. know who's used them prior. But you know, body all body you know squats, lunges, planks, push ups. These are all things you don't need equipment for, and you can do in your own space, whether it's your backyard or your or your or your, your basement. So, absolutely, you know, use this time to if, if you have weak abs and weak lower back, you know, don't go crazy where you're out of the gates where you're, you can't walk the next day. But I mean, even lunges, lunges are dangerous because they're not, you know, you can do a couple of them, and the next day you're really sore. Soar, yeah, yeah. Um, So don't do, don't do 500 calf raises all of a sudden, so ease into it. But I think it's definitely, um, so then when we're, when when we kind of come out of this a little bit, we have a little bit more where we can run with our groups again and we can get long runs in, um, take this time now to work on some of the things that you skip all the time or or it's easier to skip for sure.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more there. And I I think the other thing too, and I think we should, we should talk about this is like, you know, I think this is, uh, you know there's never not a bad time to start running and so for there's people listening on this and and you know clearly for me running was a very positive outlet in a very very stressful time um you know when my dad was diagnosed and i think this is you know a very very stressful time for the whole world and i think you know running and and again we're not uh, not again but we're not advocating here that you need to become a marathon runner um but you know there's ways to get into running and this might be a great time to do that you know clearly here on the east coast Uh, Well, here in the United States, we just changed the daylight savings, so the days are longer. The weather's been a little weird here on the East Coast lately. I mean, we've had some really good days and some not-so-great days and little chilly mornings, but uh, that's sometimes a good thing when you're running. You don't want it actually super hot, like when you're starting to figure out running, right? I mean, you don't want it to be 95 and to start your running, because then you'll just melt really quick physically and literally. Um, But, you know, I think the weather's been really, really perfect, you know, to go out and train for and do those kind of things. So even for those listeners at home that have never run before, this might be a great time. I mean, there's, pro- there, there's plenty of data that show the benefits of actual physical activity and how that reduces your stress. And we're all stressed right now, as we said, and, and this might be just the perfect time to start doing that. So, um, you know, something to consider here.
1: Yeah. It could be just, just you know, going out and doing a couple laps around your block, you know, you yeah. jog one lap, you walk one lap, you're, your kids, that maybe your block is my block is on a slight incline, so like you can kind of charge up the hill and walk down, and that's like you know do that for 10 or 15 minutes. People oftentimes feel like they have to run 10 miles the first day, and you can run a mile or less, and it's still running. And so don't don't feel like you have to, you know, go 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 out of the gate so quickly. You can take t- do five minutes a day, and next you know you had. At five minutes each day, and after a week, you're, or after you know, a minute each day, even after ten days, you're, you know, you're doing twenty minutes instead of ten. That goes a long way.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I want to shift gears here a little bit. Um, You mentioned before, you know, when all these races kind of get moved and pushed around, and and postponed, and some even canceled. But for those runners, and, and clearly, I guess we can talk about Boston and London, um, and there's been a, a, a slew of races that have also postponed. I believe Big Sur has postponed as well. I think they haven't officially released a date. But for our community, because we, we are involved in all those races, um, what kind of advice would you give as a coach here for those runners? That you know what Boston was supposed to be in a couple weeks. London was like supposed to be in like three weeks or four weeks. Right, right there around the same time as Boston, a week after or week before. I don't know exactly, but what should those runners be doing right now in, in terms of their training? Should they? cut back should they keep up like what what do you think is the prudent thing here i mean those races are all pushed off to the fall so you clearly have six seven months to you know well you've got about six months uh, before those races so you you certainly have a long training cycle to kind of keep up with but what would be prudent
1: yeah first off i mean unfortunately we have a a scenario where 2012 the new york city marathon got canceled because of hurricane sandy and Mm -hmm. just mention that because there's definitely some similarities. Obviously it's a different scenario, but there's a big race was canceled. People were training for, it. I was coaching probably 5,000 runners for that race. And then all of a sudden it, it went away and, you know, and so, and then there was no like protocol, like the refunds and all that it took a couple weeks to work out. So just the fact that I went through that and a big lesson for me as a coach was, um, you know, after that, you know, 16, 20 week training block, cause it got canceled week of, um, I was getting people thanking me because, you know, I, maybe I helped them run Richmond or Buck, or, you know, or whatever, some other Philly or some other race that uh, was a different weekend. But it, it was amazing because people like, you know, might have lost 20, 30 pounds in their 16 week cycle and they don't gain that weight back because the race didn't happen. One gentleman was thanking me because it, I helped it was, through coaching him. He got fitter and it ate better and he, he was on two types of blood pressure medication so he doesn't have to go back on that medication just because the race didn't happen and so um, it was just a big lesson that, like, that the journey in those you know, whether it's 10 weeks or 20 weeks what you train for the NYC half or, or a marathon is all those lessons and all those gains of fitness and things don't, 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 they don't go away so it's tough to maybe see that because you don't have a medal and you, you didn't get your PR so just want to mention that what you've trained for up until today you know, it doesn't go away to answer your, your question, you know, a little more specifically, you don't. Know, it it is tough to train for six months and be so dedicated because it's, it's only the, the mental grind of training and all that. So you, ideally you're fitter now than you were 10, 20 weeks ago. Um, you kind of want to shift into more of a maintenance, obviously, especially now if you, you're not able to run a two hour run and, and, and do speed training. you can do more of a maintenance thing where your volume comes down maybe you're running every other day it all depends on how, the, how this thing shakes out the next few weeks but I think you can focus on your core you can focus on meditation you can focus on stretching these are things that maybe you're, you're not paying attention to now but it, it is kind of I think more it's better to go to kind of more of a maintenance schedule and also where you're giving your, your mind and body a little maybe you're, you were nursing an injury, which often happens in training. So it, it's time to do the strength training to maybe support the weaknesses that may be attributed to that injury. Um, but yeah, it, it is tough to, you don't want to just keep training all the way through the fall because that you, you're probably going to, you're definitely going to mentally burn out and possibly, probably both physically and mentally burn out. So I, I you know, you, if you are doing one of those marathons like Boston, that's now like October, you know, you have until mid, mid June, even mid July. Before you want to start up a 16 week plan, you could probably even get away if you keep your fitness up to a certain level. You could probably get away with a 12 week build up and starting in August for for New York anyway. Obviously, you know, but um, if you are doing New York, now that's part of the, another issue. Is I know a lot of people are now doing Boston, Chicago, and New York yeah. or Berlin. They're already doing Berlin and New York, which is a six week difference, and that could be challenging. And now they're you throw London in there, so there's sometimes maybe another decision where maybe they have to postpone another race. To, to, to run smoothly through the fall and not jam all those races in at once, depending on which races you are doing. So something to be, to think about if, if all those races are going to go as planned now or now that they've been reassigned certain dates, but I definitely would take a, a mental break and a physical break and focus on family and staying you know safe. But um and obviously having the balance of getting out there and trying not to lose it. But I definitely think you don't have to, if you're a weak, you know, if you're on week twelve or thirteen of a sixteen week marathon buildup, you know, you can kind of reset and kind of and and do what you need to do and take a break and then depending on how that longest break happens, you can kind of start over again almost, but you're not starting from scratch. You're not starting from where you'd start. You definitely have made some made some gains and, and, and made progress and so don't think of that as lost. You know, even just the commitment to the long runs and the different speed workouts you might have done, or skipping certain parties because you wanted to get extra rest. Those small little victories don't go away. It seems like you're not benefiting from them yet, but they're still in the tank and they're still in the, your system. And think of that. And, and 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 actually, I sometimes crave not structure after a 16 or 20 week buildup. So be flexible. Skip runs. You know, take the day off. Do different things, but definitely has a chance to reset and not be so structured. Um, and if you are, still, if you're someone who's type A and need to be structured, you know it's a 20 or 30 minute run. It's not a 45 to 60 minute run, maybe because you have other things to worry about with childcare and and working from home and some of those things. But um, you know you're also probably not commuting anymore. So if you're someone who commutes, you have that extra time to to read a book or to. Do some court work or do some meditating or feed your kid or whatever it is. But um, I know it's kind of a long winded answer, but I would definitely say reset and do more maintenance now and then attack it again when we have a little bit more answers and some more clarity on certain things um, timeline wise.
0: Yeah, no, that was good. I, I think, you know, I didn't want to jump in there because I think you were sharing so many golden nuggets, but, you know, I think. The, the one thing that I was writing down here is, I mean, this is a great time for recovery strategies, right? And that's stretching and, and core and, and, you know, fine tuning, you know, what may be bothering you. And, and naturally for everyone, you know, we all as as athletes, I say again in air quotes here, because I think we all think we're like these pros, right? But if you look at the professional athletes, like I, I know from following some from afar that, you know, they, they just went through the Olympic trials and now they have this like big reset, right? Like they they're not out there grinding out the miles. They're not out there working out. They're having like this mental reset and physical reset because it's just not realistic, right? To kind of just grind, 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 grind for nine months. You know, you're, you're eventually something's gonna happen and you're gonna get hurt or the wheels are gonna fall off or something happens. So yeah, that's really uh, powerful there. Um, I think what you just said, like, you know, for those A-types, you know, that are out there that want to grind, I mean, I think maybe reducing the volume, you know, is really, really smart because, you know, you can do hard workouts in a short time and have the same effectiveness, you know, of those longer workouts. Naturally, you know, there's no races to be run in the next, you know, foreseeable future in the next eight weeks that we see. So like now's a good time to kind of reset, recover, get stronger work on those deficiencies and, and keep kind of, you know, getting better and healthier, you know, which I think is really powerful, John. Absolutely. One thing, uh, uh you know, we'll throw out here too. And I you know, Strava has done a great job with this virtual community and, you know, here at Project Purple, we have now, um, by the time this airs, we'll have our our virtual platform up and running, uh, which will give people the opportunity to connect and be part of a community. I I know you mentioned November Project and I've always said like the greatness of November Project is creating this community from nothing. Right, and and so there's many platforms, and I think some races have done this already. You know, with New York City Half, probably the most recent example. You know, their race was canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak, and you know they encouraged everyone to do it virtually. We did as well. You know, we we provided medals to our entire team, and you know we're probably going to be doing some something similar here over the next couple of months and weeks with some of the events. Our Lincoln Marathon team, unfortunately, was was also canceled uh, due to the corona outbreak, and you know we're going to do something similar that we did for the new york city half and you know encourage those people to run on race day so i I think something to be said though if you have a race that you were let's say not postponed but canceled probably should should be a good mental thing to do i think at this point as long as it doesn't infer your life and you're you're taking the the safe precautions of doing this is to still run that right like just do it virtually which uh which a lot of these races have given people the opportunity to do that
1: yeah especially if it's like you know half marathon for sure. I mean, marathons, I mean, I, you know, that's obviously, um, those are, those, those can be trickier to go out and run a marathon by yourself. But, um, yeah. now again, if it's, if it's in the future and you're able to, you know, run in groups, then that could be better. Cause then you know, I know someone who did a virtual marathon when New York, I guess, offered some bibs for next year, with like, a if you ran a marathon weekend of I personally my first marathon I actually went to be an actual marathon but in this case people were able to run a virtual one and got, got the entry anyway but that person I remember like every she got someone to run every 5k with her and made it fun so if you are doing a marathon it would be makes you know, to me it would be a little bit easier if you do have support of others and you're, that's a safe environment where say it's a month or two from now and it, you know, those practice people are doing group runs again absolutely but yeah like Half marathon is a little bit easier, I think. Um, where you um, you go out there and you, you finish. I mean, I think when, when New York Marathon got canceled in 2012, I think it was about estimated about twenty thousand runners that went out to Central Park and did three, four, or five, you know, two laps, whatever they were up to. But that was something that um, you thought some people would do that, but twenty thousand doing it was pretty powerful. And that was, and a lot of them actually went on and, and and went out to Staten Island and volunteered after that too. So it was obviously the city was in, 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 in battling with uh, to run or not to run and runners were getting threatened and stuff because you know, the resources they might've been using. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely virtual challenges out there that, you know, with the power of, uh, again, I was doing an interview with runners world last week and it was like looking for innovative things symbol for motivation. And I think, you know, social media is a great motivator because even if it's just a casual, humble brag ran today and, that's obviously more and more common. I always joke with my groups that the workout doesn't count until you take post a group it, photo yeah. and post about it. So, um, actually, even more important to do that. Even if you're all running on your own, even today, I was encouraging people to take a screenshot or take a picture of them on the run. It was about I think at the end there was 97 people that joined the run this morning. Now, so I happen cool. to see two of them in Prospect Park, <laughs> and I, um, but I didn't, you know, it was able to wave to them. Um, but it was just cool that, you know, some of the November Project London chimed in. Mary Wittenberg in Boston said hello. Um, it was just, you know, it was, it was great. It was, you know, so so you know, technology of some of these platforms, even just taking photos. And I think it, and then Strava's of the world, phenomenal. I, I, use, I use Strava anyway, but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a great way to keep motivated. And there's various challenges through Strava and other platforms that, you um, and you can even do your own little i'm not a huge fan of running streaks but you can do a fitness streak where you're gonna do push-ups every day you're gonna you're gonna do you know you're gonna you know do something every day just for some you know obviously some sanity and some balance uh, and even just bonding with your your family at home so there's definitely i mean picture you know when we first started running back in the day you know there was <laughs> i think i started running in 1983 It was – you know, like there was no social media, there was no FaceTime, you just kinda of went out and did it often alone. So nowadays I think it's there's a lot, you know, technology can be sometimes over the top and too much and we're too connected. But I think there's definitely a, a big plus to of being connected through through the, the you know, Instagrams and Stravas of the world where, you know, we don't want to be on there all the time, but there's definitely benefit to being connected, especially in a unique time like this where, you know, we're not supposed to be running together. Um, you know we're kind of forced to run alone some people run on their own anyway like my wife, someone who just likes to run by herself but now we're kind of forced to do that so yeah why not not why not lean into the things that are out there that kind of help even if it's even if you're a spectator in the sense of you're on Strava your, your account's private but you can still see what other people are doing and hopefully that inspires you to, to do something the next day or to maybe improve yourself the next week and those are, you know, other than overtraining, those are usually good um things to, to utilize. It's
0: good stuff, John. I have a note and this is my uh my note that I wrote down here is and I've been saying this and we're we're, we're by the time this airs we'll we'll be talking about this. Cause I think this is important. Social distancing is not social isolation and especially for our community with with dealing with cancer patients you know they they are at heightened risk they are they are you know one of the populations that are really at risk for covid-19 and really have to be conscious about you know their surroundings and their care and everything but that does not mean that we need to isolate and what do i mean by that is that you can still talk you can on the phone you can still text, you can still FaceTime, you can go Instagram. And these are the things I think as a society, we have to keep in mind, like we still have to have this social interaction with the ones that we love and the ones that we care about. Um, and even the strangers, you know, in these communities, you know, and I I think that's a real important lesson. I mean, I think this is going to teach us a lot of things. Um, but you know, one of the things I think with, with the social, social distancing that we, that cannot be forgotten that this is not social, social isolation, say that 10 times in a row. Right. Right. So I I think you're, you're spot on with that is just really, you know, there's ways to engage. And I think this is going to make us all better. We're going to come out of this, um, with a, with a lot of great things, you know, it's going to be a really, really tough time. And I'm not saying this is, you know, a good thing that's happening. This is not a good thing whatsoever, but I think we're going to learn a lot from this and we're going to become better as people, hopefully. And, you know, we'll be able to, to learn from these and, and, you know, do great things. So with that, John, thank you for being on the podcast. Be safe out there. Uh, we appreciate everything you do for our, the Project Purple community. And and it's been really great to talk to you here and, and talk a little bit about this topic since, you know, running is such a core part of our, it's really the foundation of Project Purple. And so we wanted to give our community kind of some ideas and some tips and some do's and don'ts um, with all this happening in the world. And and let's all hope and pray that in, you know, eight weeks or in three weeks we have a better handle of this thing and, and we can go back to what was normal before all this happened
1: and then i just want to mention that you know people who are listening can, can easily reach out to me if they have any questions about workouts or even injuries or you know i've here I've, I've i've enjoyed talking to somebody who's some you who you reached out because obviously the changes of the race being canceled but just coach john at project that's coach j-o-h-n but don't be shy. You know, again, I'm, I'm happy to, even if it's just, you know, you don't, no question is too silly. I've heard it all. So um, I'm definitely a resource for Project Purple and I'm, I'm proud of that. And so don't be, um, even if it's your your friend that's not fundraising for Project Purple has a question, like, uh, please feel free to reach out to me if, with a question. You know, obviously, running related probably is, um, <laughs> that's my specialty, but don't be shy is what I'm saying and, Love to hear from you, and and uh, you know anything you have that you're worried about. Like we covered some of it just now, Dino, you know, but something that's maybe a specific injury or a specific weakness that you're not sure how to attack in this kind of offseason, if you will, that's impromptu. Um, please reach out to me. I, I'm usually pretty good about getting back to you, and, and so please do so. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Awesome, and follow you on Instagram because I'm gonna start watching it. Well, I know the Instagram pop up notification happens where it says John is live. So as long as I'm not, uh, maybe we'll have to do. Uh, maybe when I'm running tomorrow, now that I know you're, I'll text you ahead of time. We'll uh, we'll have to do like an Instagram chat uh, while we're running.
1: And again, I, I mean, I, I, I plan on doing at least, at least the, at the seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time run on Wednesday. So I love it. I did it, Today is my first one. I'm, I'm probably going to do it for the next week or two or three. So hopefully I can stop doing it, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll be doing it in the next week or two. So definitely chime in. And even if you're just drinking coffee and you want to watch, um, come, come keep me company. I'm, I'm happy to connect with you that way as well.
0: Love it. I love it, John. Thanks for being on the project purple podcast folks. If you like what you hear today, please follow us, share this podcast. And until we meet again, That's a wrap on another episode of the Project Purple Podcast.